You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Someday in bravery, I'll embody all the grace and lightness. Everybody understands me, but I wish nobody understood. Dylan Peterson for Chirp Radio. I'm with Greta of Frankie Cosmos. Hi, Greta. Hi, how are you doing? So good. Are you excited to play Pitchfork Fest? Yeah, very excited. I've never seen your band before, or is it even a band, or is it just you, or what exactly is Frankie Cosmos at this point? Um, It's a band. Uh, It's my band, Um, but I let my band members uh, go wander around while I do press stuff, because I figured I'd let them, you know, enjoy the... uh, the stuff going on <laughs> that's very kind of you yeah let them get the the vip treatment yeah exactly <laughs> thanks for doing the work um but you are doing the work and you do a lot of it you're really prolific that's like the word for you um and it's it's so prolific it's great your band camp is swamped i was curious though um what's the state of that band camp because for years and years it was like you're just releasing whatever you want at any time right and now you have a label yeah, um, I mean, our first uh, like studio release with a label was a really small label in uh, called Double Double Whammy, which put out our first record in, I think, 2014. And I remember then, it was the first time that uh, they had said to me, like, oh, maybe you should just hold back on putting out something else within just a couple months of the release, because, you know, we want people to buy the record. Because it was the first, like, vinyl that I put out, and, you know, I didn't have that many fans. And I was like, you know, I want people to... to help this label like make back the money they put into this so then after that I kind of just slowed down on the uh, constantly publicizing every thought that I had Um, and I I got really excited about like just saving up and figuring out the really good songs and and trying to hone it in on like making a really good record and so that's what I've been doing since then so saving it up so do you have just like a huge just like you know just pile of songs just like waiting I have a lot of songs written that are not out, um, and a lot of them are not going to come out. I feel like I also got, uh, I mean, around the same time that we started, I started, you know, making studio albums with the, with band members and stuff was uh, also just like more people were listening. So I, I got kind of freaked out about just like how many people were listening to it, and I like the idea of saving some of it for me and just having it be like a personal project. So uh, there's definitely that aspect of it too, and. A lot of the, but also like, yeah, a lot of the the songs are going to come out at some point. So excited about like holding on to them and really working on them over time and putting more thought into them before I put them into the world. You know, the thing I like about Bandcamp is, you know, a young artist, you might just hear the ideas initially and they'll just upload it and there it is. And it hasn't been hashed out yet. Um, And so now does this give you an opportunity to hash everything out more? Yeah, I feel like I used to just put stuff straight online, like right after making it, and now it's more like if I'm working, I'll be working on the same song for months or even like up to a year or something, just to make and and making changes to it. And now uh, having the opportunity to tour with songs before releasing them and make those changes to like the way that the band is playing them and the and the the way that I'm even singing the songs like has changed sometimes, like even after making a record. So touring has definitely added the new aspect to like how much just playing a song so many times like the changes that occur just naturally like from performing uh just having wanting to keep it fresh and having new ideas and stuff so 
it's definitely affected the process and made it a little bit uh, longer. <laughs> a punch in a lot of really short songs. I went, I tried to go through your band camp and find any songs that were like over three minutes and found a few. Yeah. <laughs> um, but is there any interest at all in like really long songs at any point? Do you want? Um, the new record that we are working on has a couple of four minute songs on it, but uh, just because I, I think my writing has changed, like the way that I write has changed over time and I've definitely uh, figured out how to like expand on an idea but I also I like the idea of keeping stuff short just because I kind of have a short attention span and I or I don't like like excess like I don't really I think like pop music in the old days was there was a lot of like filler like getting to the one like poppy chorus and now it's kind of like people pop music now is like every single part of the song is really catchy and people like need like constant like attention grabbing stuff which is definitely a problem but also I kind of agree like I don't really need to hear or I don't need to sing the same chorus like over and over again if it's not like changing meaning so there's not a lot of like I don't use a lot of like repeated lyrics throughout songs which I think makes them a lot shorter so it's just a lot more of I like to get to the point not that I don't like music that uh is also like more uh <laughs> long or whatever yeah are you into jam bands at all or not really, but I do, I mean, I like lots of music, like, I like lots of old music that has, like, repeated choruses, obviously. I mean, I think that's a classic songwriting form, but I just like to mess around with the format of songs. But one of the songs that was over three minutes that um, you had on one of your releases from a few years ago was a cover of Bob Dylan, um, Don't Think Twice It's All Right. And that's another guy who uh, doesn't do a ton of repeated choruses, so... Do you take a lot uh, from him? Um, yeah, I was definitely really inspired by Bob, Bob Dylan when I started writing songs, uh, just because he's really funny and uh, smart and is like putting a lot of weird stuff into one song and manages to take you all over the place in a short amount of time. That one, though, man, that I... So that song right there, I want to talk about yeah. that Bob Dylan song, if you don't mind. Because you, your cover of it, I like started tearing up when I heard your cover of it. And when I heard his version, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a good song. It's Bob Dylan's song. But you, re I never realized how sad that song was. So how did you find that? I don't, that's the one Bob Dylan cover I think I've heard from you. Is that the only one you've done? I think so. Yeah. Um, I did it. I think I did that cover when I was like 16. I was pretty heartbroken at the time. Maybe that was coming through. Maybe you were hearing some of that. Um, I think, uh, yeah, it's a really sad song. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, I think that it's just a really good song, and I just wanted to play. I was playing it a lot just, like, to myself because I was heartbroken, and that's what you do when you're 16. You, like, play covers of sad songs so or write them. So, yeah, that was. I just decided to record it, I guess. But... Uh, Cool, I'm glad that you were into it. <laughs> Thanks. Don't think twice, it's alright. 
And it ain't no use in turning on your light, babe That light I never know And it ain't no use in turning on your light, babe I'm on the dark side of the Is the dream to keep doing this music thing for a long time, like Bob Dylan, into your 70s, or is that more of a nightmare? Um, dream and a nightmare. I wish I knew what I wanted to do with my life. I think touring is really a crazy, scary life decision, and I don't know if I'm going to want to do it for 10 more years or for 5 more years or for 30 more years. I'm just trying to do it as long as I can like, physically and emotionally handle it, and then uh, hopefully when I can't anymore I'll realize and I'll go pursue something else or have some other kind of opportunity pop up but yeah I'm just trying to ride it as long as I can <laughs> you're riding it well sounds great I'm looking forward to your set uh, last thing I'll ask you is yeah just how you feel about Chicago lately what does this city mean to you it's it's where we live and we're happy you're here but yeah is this a special city at all to you yeah, I love uh, playing in Chicago. I mean, I haven't spent a lot of time here just like for fun, but I've been here so many times to play. And uh, I I have made some good friends here, and I really love just getting to hang out here. I'm hoping to go to uh, Fire Cakes Donuts at some point, my favorite donut spot here. Uh, otherwise, yeah, it's, it's great, great to be here. <laughs> Greta, thanks so much for talking to Chirp Radio. Frankie Cosmos, playing at the Pitchfork Music Festival 2017. Thank you again. Thanks for having me. You can find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next.